Welcome to The Lonely Marketer, sponsored by Pager. My name is Glenn Southam, and this is your show for all things recruitment marketing. We share the challenges, the successes, advice, and the screw-ups from the leading marketing talent working in recruitment. And most importantly, find out what their favorite swear word is. We speak to the companies working to make marketing recruitment more effective and efficient, and to those people who have opinions that make you think about things that little bit differently. You can find me on LinkedIn, and if you want to follow the bear, then head over to thelonelymarketers.com for links to all of our social channels and to sign up for our newsletter. But now, it's time for the show. Let's do this. Hello, everyone. Welcome to The Lonely Marketers. This is the first episode of 2021, depending on uh, when you're listening, of course. Um, and I'm delighted to welcome Rich Gibbard from RecBound onto the show today. Uh, welcome, Rich. Well, thank you very much for having me. Um, just as you're doing your intro, the bins outside are getting collected. Excellent. So- it's just a sign of 2021 and what's going on, really. I don't know if you can hear the beeping, but absolute, uh, yeah, absolute it's a, fucking nightmare. So there we a, go. Ambient, ambient noise is all good. <laughs> and I think, you know, I, I, many people now listening can, uh, can relate to those random interruptions, whether it's bins, kids, animals, <laughs> or, you know, just just complete randomness. I was on a call yesterday and uh, someone said, oh, you're, you've got this morning on in the background, haven't you? Because I can hear Holly and Phil and then, Yes, I did. Um, so, you know, it's the, it's, the, it's the world we live in uh, at the moment. But Rich, you know, I, we said before we started recording, um, we've kind of been connected for a while. We never really we spoke. We're both involved in in marketing, probably different types of marketing for companies at different stages in their career. But before you founded RecBound and doing what you're, you did now, kind of what's your what's your background been what's your your journey to to where you've got now in uh you know in a whistle stop tour yeah so i think um like everybody who ended in recruitment um i did a degree in recruitment i've always wanted to be a recruiter i did uh, <laughs> i went to yeah university to do uh, cold calling um, <laughs> you grow up you grow up where, where dressing up in uh blue suits and brown loafers to, yeah, <laughs> yeah a long a, fa- a long family line of um of, of sales really so <laughs> way back to ye old recruiter back in the, um yeah, just basically. So uh, I started at a, a company called Finley James. What they mm-hmm. do is uh, sales recruitment, specifically for tech companies. So um, I think uh, when I first joined, all it was was cold calling and just client development. There's nothing else. Didn't speak to a candidate for roughly the first three years of my career. And then, um, yeah, then afterwards, it, it when when it did so went through the I suppose the journey of going from new business to. 360 um speaking to candidates when i first spoke to a candidate and they actually wanted to speak to me back that was unbelievable <laughs> couldn't believe that um, now they got this down now yeah <laughs> yeah piece of business and then <laughs> so it moved up through management and, and all that kind of good stuff really and then um yeah had a, a short stint at a company called jam um mm-hmm. and then here we are set up it, it, it was originally called funnel before i changed it to Recbound, but it was too tough to spell so Recbound it became so funnel was too tough what for you or for people you were speaking to i, I was being I, I i thought i'd be smart and clever by spelling it f-u-n-l um uh, and then like, like a cool tech startup yeah or, exactly uh, t- take take out a vowel that's that, that is what that is what you exactly. do isn't it yeah and yeah it, it would always auto correct to funk uh as well so it just it just never changed it so and, and, and here we are at recbound so what 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 was it what was the the catalyst to to think you know 
done the recruitment, been on that that very typical journey up of the career ladders that are that are very same regardless of what recruitment business you're into to kind of leave that world and you know enter the the world of marketing as such and more specifically yeah. the like the inbound marketing space. Well, I think um, at the time, and there still is a time now, and I don't think it's going to go. Recruiters are being put under pressure from managers, and I was doing it for my members and stuff as well. Is get on social media you just got to get on social media and all this kind of you know very common phrases that everybody would hear just get on social media you got to get inbound leads i had no clue what it was about you just you just got to do it just start posting on social media and there was a girl that we used to work with who was really good on social media very engaging um she got leads coming back in both candidates and clients coming in and i just it got to a point where i thought the, the dream in my head was Let's set up a company that helps recruiters with their marketing. Mm -hmm. Um, All we have to do is just post a few blogs and a few articles. Then we'll get a load of inbound leads. Um, Little did I realize that that was a load of bollocks as well. But um, it's kind of stemmed from there because nowadays, I think there's so much pressure on recruiters to do marketing is that they forget to be recruiters. Mm. And ultimately they still have to place candidates. There still, there still has to be that craft of being able to make a placement. And what marketing should be doing is supporting those people in order to make a placement instead of doing, you know, you, you, recruiters, you can't, you, you still have to do some work. And so yeah. if you are going to do some work, it may as well be the recruiting side because yeah. that's what you pay to do. I think, you know, it's a frustration that I've had for years when, when you, see and it pops up Uh, i I get the sentiment um when it pops up on linkedin and you know recruiters now need to be marketers and and stuff like that is like no recruiters need to be the recruiters uh you know they're two they're two different jobs it's like saying you know an an accountant needs to be the it department in in certain ways look we know that and again it's so we, we touched upon is we know the effect that the recruiters have on a recruitment company's brand and the brand experience and everything but you can't expect them to be marketers and understand all of the the different you know the facets of of marketing as such you know you deal with i know you deal with elements of branding and and obviously inbounds the the stuff that you kind of hang your hat on and and push but you can't expect recruiters to do that well you know from marketing we've got to be kind of working alongside them to enable them more than anything isn't it i think yeah uh, well in the same way that anybody could recruit somebody doesn't mean that they're going to be the best recruiter that they're going to find anybody can hire anybody you walk down the street and ask people if they want a job but doesn't mean you're going to be an amazing recruiter and it's the same with marketing as well just just because anybody can post something on social media doesn't mean you've got that nailed it unfortunately there's a lot more to to it in order but ultimately everything you do should be driving revenue into the business and making placements how do, how do you deal with those kind of ob- objections uh you know that i don't know that inbound is easy it is just as as simple as oh do you know what we just need to be doing this just post more on on linkedin yeah. or you know write some articles is there is there a way that you kind of have to reframe that conversation when you're going into recruitment businesses uh it's like well it you become that you try it's very hard for me because my natural tendency has become like very sort of direct and to the point whereas i will turn around and say okay show me what you've done then and naturally there's nothing that can be shown or show me what placements you've had that come from inbound marketing 
if yeah. it was easy, you know, why aren't you doing it? Why aren't you doing it? Why aren't you getting the, or, and if And if you are doing it or you think you're doing it, why aren't you getting the results? Exactly. Yeah. And so it, it it's never, it's never, to be honest, I've never had somebody turn around and say, oh, inbound's really easy. Every, the biggest complaint is the time people turn around and say it's the time because everything that you do in say January, if you do it consistently for six months, hopefully it'll start paying off or it should, if not sooner. But um, recruiters naturally are, they want instant results. They want instant wins. They want to, to do something today and it turn into some activity tomorrow. So sometimes that's why inbound is why it's always last because it doesn't get you the quick results that people want. And that's it, isn't it? I think you, you'll find, and I, I hear it as well, and I'm sure you are, you know, you, you're building a business on it, is that people want to do more inbound. It's probably a nice to have <laughs> as it stands at the moment because internally, rightly or wrongly, still the majority of recruitment companies are and recruitment consultants are targeted and judged on outbound activity, whatever that outbound activity might be, whether it is, calls whether it is uh in mails whether it is job postings there's still a lot of emphasis on that from a process point of view in so many uh recruitment businesses and i think as marketers it's about of how can we bring in the marketing activity to take a more predominant role in those let's be honest quite archaic processes that exist in many recruitment businesses yeah um I, that, but I, I think they're there because you can action them straight away. You, um, you, it's anybody can pick up the phone. And if I, if I was to tell you, you need to make 50 calls this afternoon to uh, CEOs of recruitment businesses, I think you'd be able to do it. Um, if I was to say you need to write three blogs this afternoon um, about why a CEO should use a recruiter in various guises, I don't think a recruiter would be able to do that because... No. Um, like you said it's not training it's just not part of their makeup it's not part of their dna really i suppose i suppose it's flipping it isn't it it's like where we were talking about those those 50 calls or anything it's like look imagine what it'd be like if you could make those 50 calls and you know and 49 of them instead of 49 of them saying telling you to to piss off only 35 of them told you to piss off <laughs> and you've got 50 and you've got 15 of them who you're able to speak to with a little bit more authority a little bit more credibility because of that percentage of inbound marketing work that's been done from a messaging point of view and from a positioning point of view yeah yeah exactly it's just all all it is is supporting everything that you should do um should lead to more interviews more candidates clients and revenue really um, obviously you can bring in consultant and bring in teams as well but I think everything that a marketer should do in my opinion should lead to revenue at some point because that's that's the, that's the goal that is the goal of everything is to drive business forward and, and how does that work with with rec bounds for now like for, from your process of trying to introduce um you know, inbound marketing, when you go into a client and a client's never, they've obviously thought about it, otherwise you wouldn't be having the conversation. But what's your what's your thought process of then getting them to embrace it and continue with it beyond that? Oh, I wrote a blog and I didn't get a placement. You know, what, <laughs> yeah. how, how does that work with like with you and your thought process? So um, I, I, I believe that 
when people write a blog that they'll just post it on LinkedIn and then that's it. They're, and then they'll kind of stick hoping for hope. all of their target audience on LinkedIn at yeah. that specific time of them posting it and they all read it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Thanks for posting that, Glenn. That's exactly the right thing I needed to see at that very moment. Here's yeah. 30 jobs, all 30%. Um, yeah. There you go. No, it, 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 um, I think the challenge that I, I have with, with the clients and companies that I work with is um, traditional outbound marketing does still work but a lot of the methods that companies will use are dated. And so I think there's a lot of automation and there's a lot of processes that uh, companies can use and bring in that's going to help a hell of a lot of, uh, save. sorry, save a, a hell of a lot of time in what they're doing. So yeah. um, there's a lot of uh, yeah technology that, that companies can use. Um, but at the same time is, um, for example, I've been working with uh, one company for a couple of years now. And he said to me the other day, I've not made a cold call in a couple of years. Oh, sorry, I've not made a cold call in a year. Um, but that's just because we've been posting consistently and sharing it through your usual channels and emailing out and all that kind of stuff um, uh, consistently over the last couple of years. So you have to, I, I think every recruitment company, you have to do both. You have to do mm-hmm. traditional outbound marketing, uh, call, call people up and email people because you've got no choice because you're just going to get left behind. But at the same time, you have to add value through inbound marketing or else it becomes tiring. You have to help your clients do better with their work and do better with their jobs, I believe, and give them information they've not got access to. And if you're combining the two, if you're able to do decent inbound, decent outbound, then it becomes a a scalable sales team, a scalable process that you can help to grow if, of course, that's what you want to do. And I, th- I think that's it. It's it's kind of creating that that little bit of culture of collaboration, whether it's between a sales and a marketing department or whether it's yeah. between consultants and kind of uh, an outsourced uh, provider like you is that all of this activity can't be sitting in a silo. You know, the the outbound marketing traditionally, if you like, the outbound emails, which would be a sequence of, oh, I saw... I saw you, I saw a job advert on Indeed. I saw that you're hiring. Here's some, here's some CVs that you might, you might look, oh, did you get those CVs? Oh, here's some more CVs. And, you know, on the candidate, on the candidate side, picked up your CV off of here is that's fine, but it could take that next step forward. If you, like you say, if you're adding value and if you know someone's looking for a job for a CV database, on a CV database, you can talk to them about stuff that's happening at the moment about preparing for, video interviewing through content there but equally yeah. on the client side you can talk about recent m a activity or or whatever it might be through your yeah. through your content plan and like say you're you're adding value straight straight away aren't you it, yeah you gotta you i think as a recruiter you've got to look like you know what you're doing um and I'm, I'm aware very aware not naive to think that with recruitment that it's a very um depending on the industry you're in but it can be seen as a very young person's game. So if mm-hmm. you, you know, you're in, it's tough. I always found it embarrassing when I was having to call MDs of multi-million pound companies and offer them advice on how to run their company. Um, I was, I, 
you know, just like some 23, 24 year old kid saying, oh, no, you need to run your company like this. And you think. And in your email signature, you had head of something recruitment yeah, yeah. as well. <laughs> Account director at 23 years old. How many accounts have you got? Three. Um, <laughs> you know, it's, yeah. It's, um, but I, I suppose um, as long as you give the impression that, you know, you, you're well networked. You, let's face it, it's recruitment. People only use recruiters because they have access, access to candidates. Yeah. That, they don't have them themselves. Um, and so as long as you give the impression that you have that network and you're able to add value through information and helping and hints, tips, whatever it may be, um, then at least, like you said at the beginning, you're going to get less people telling you to piss off because yeah. you should be able to add value to their their career or their jobs. And in terms of the, the types of content that, you know, the type of content's obviously changed quite dramatically over the past nine months. What are you seeing as the kind of the the types, the formats or the strategy, the content strategy that's that's working at the moment or has or has been working? What is it that people want to read? I know that's very broad and it depends yeah. on the audiences, but are there particular styles or anything like that that you're seeing? I think if you need if you need a placement tomorrow, you you cannot avoid you, you, you can't avoid posting your jobs. You can't yeah. avoid it. You have to consistently find a new innovative, innovative ways of demonstrating what candidates and clients that you've got in your network. Traditionally, it was just a, posting a job ad, whereas people nowadays are getting more innovative with subtitled videos, animated videos, um, yeah, graphics. Everyone's on Canva, but you can obviously you can do more uh, in terms of infographic-led um pieces as well um so they're they're the instant hits i think like i will see over the next time every, everybody's um looking to get into podcasting mm -hmm. or trying to get into some sort of this style of interview sharing hints and tips um i listened to one or a couple of other your, your other um podcasts and there's a few comments around sort of content fatigue which i yeah. found which I, I think is really interesting because um there is only so much content that a person can consume in a day and i feel that people are going to have to find a way to make it instantly viewable if that makes sense as in you've got you basically you've got to add value instantly or else people aren't are, are going to get bored yeah our, um, our attention spans have gone kind of completely uh, you know yeah you only have to look at the likes of twitter and instagram and everything and it would we, we're just endlessly endlessly scrolling or you have to really play the long game you know i'm sure you talk about this with with content is you have to build up that trust and that credibility over a long period of time so that at a point that you want to hit them with something chunky you know whether it is research based or or a webinar because you know i think you know, back in March, April last year, everyone was jumping on webinars and now they're like, oh, do you know what? I've, I've, I've got a job to do again. I don't, I don't want to jump on a webinar at three o'clock in the afternoon and listen to something for an hour. I think, but you've got to build up that trust beforehand. I, I, I think, you know, we'll talk a little bit about what expect kind of moving, moving forward and going a bit back to saying, you know, recruiters are recruiters. I often talk to people and say, you know, stay in your lane 
if you're a recruiter, don't try and be an expert in what you're recruiting because you lose all the credibility to people who have been working in that field for 10, 15 years plus and, and, and beyond, or, or even a year. That, you know, someone who's been, who's been a Java developer for a single year knows more about Java yeah. than, than <laughs> a recruiter who's been doing it for five years. It's just the fact that yeah. matter. it's different jobs. So I, th I think there's a there, there should be a big drive and I talk about is more like collaborative content is like being able to get under the skin and and working with your clients and candidates to create kind of content together whether it's like Q&As and interviews and stuff like that but you're getting it from you know the the horse's yeah. mouth as such yeah I think I use the the analogy of well I use Graham Norton as an example yeah. um so Graham Norton in himself is is an excellent presenter. Uh, you know, he's he's very good at what he does. Um, however, he gets guests on all the time, so he doesn't know everything about acting, or he doesn't know everything about comedy. He probably might know a little bit because he's done it, but he gets the best actors on, he gets the best comedians on, gets the best musicians on, and shares their story instead of, and gets them. Sorry, he gets them to share their story instead of him regurgitating what he's heard from those guys yeah. so or from his guests so um yeah like you say i think that's a, it's, it's a really good way to go down is if you're looking to build a community and share the right however you share that information whether it is articles podcasts videos blogs white papers whatever it may be whatever tactic you use um as long as i always feel as if you long as long as you're trying to help and trying to build a helpful community then you can't go far wrong yeah, without the ulterior motives, like fine, people will know you're a recruitment company, but it can't be here. It's it's the classic, isn't it? Of yeah. you know, when I first started in recruitment, I'm sure you went to the events uh, when it would you'd try and do networking drinks in in the city or something, and there'd be more recruiters there than the people you invited turning up, and they're just firing you know business cards into people and telling people to bring their cvs and, and things like that and I, th I think we have moved on now it is more about the engaging and that and it should be about that that longer term game the lonely marketer is sponsored by pager marketers use pager to get 90 percent of those pesky consultants to share relevant content to tap into their networks you can also schedule social content to your company pages pager gives your consultants automated and fully branded job adverts driving traffic directly back to your website, which is then 60% more likely to convert. Not bad. Head over to pager.co, that's P-A-I-G-E-R.co, to find out more. Something that potentially I, you know, I think we don't do enough of, like, well, recruitment businesses, uh, when I use, say, we, is that what we are experts in, like you say, we talk about access to talent. We've also got so much access to to data and to insight through our databases to to inform not just individuals but entire industries of what's going on in terms of you know salaries and in demand skills people moving locations or you know increasing flexible working demands i don't think we we shout about that enough some of that might be down to the fact that a lot of recruitment businesses are absolutely dire at keeping CRMs up to date, but I think there's a yeah. big opportunity there to to extract so much knowledge and you know pure data to give back to the industry and to inform the industry as well. Yeah, it, yeah, it's like you were saying before. If you are, if you if you've got the 
ability to share knowledge and share information and help people help your target market with their decision making through data then you know you might be a dick but i don't think they'll call you that because you're at least you're trying to help yeah exactly Uh, yeah as as long as you're not following up as soon as you get your report (laughs) on your emails straight away that someone's clicked on the link that you're going so you do the email you got any jobs it's like <laughs> yeah. okay come on just you, it really doesn't need to be like that it does it really doesn't does it uh, they, like you said there's enough tech and enough insight through the various platforms like let's talk about email specifically whether it's hubspot force 24 whatever it might be all the all the various email marketing platforms there's enough insight to to play the long game to know exactly when it's right to going for the kill as such yeah. is there there's no excuse now yeah absolutely i do think it's yeah it's it, like oh, like i was saying before it's tough for a a somebody who's been doing a recruitment for a year mm. to go in and act as a consultant for a business and um and that's the the problem i think is that when people will say oh you've got to, oh you've got to help you've got to do this you've got to help you've got to just sort of act as a, or treat them like a, you're a doctor they've got a problem and you go into the doctor's surgery you're the doctor you've got to find out what the problems are mm. well the reality is is that if somebody goes to the doctor that's because they've chosen to go to the doctor whereas a, a recruiter is you know a recruiter would be the equivalent of a doctor going around the, the town saying has anybody got any problems that i can help with anybody got any problems that i can help with which again is just an odd yeah that would be also be a weird approach to people so yeah it's, it's a tough balance i don't think people you'll never find a magic bullet that does that, that you're able to time it exactly the right time but i would say is that you will find a process that as long as you've got a sales process that works that you can improve on then great most companies i know didn't even have a rec- have a sales process or a marketing process so yeah. and the beauty like the sales processes like you say they're usually now the marketing processes might not be but the beauty of marketing and the way it should be is that we have to try a lot of things and to to get it right the problem is is too many companies try one thing they don't get the results and they just carry on doing it anyway and expecting different results um and and that and that doesn't doesn't work at all <laughs> yeah it yeah yeah. It, yeah it's the instant result they want instant results which is why you kind of have to do both and trust trust the process because you know you 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 will certainly know that certain processes and certain activities will work um but they just won't work instantly they will work but they will work in three to six months time providing that you do it and build it now so yeah i think yeah. one of the things that's you know throughout the the pandemic that's probably you know risen up if you like is that is that use of people talk about empathy a lot and an increase in vulnerability i think we can use that a lot more Go, going back to the example that you said around uh, a recruiter who who only has one year's experience i think actually there's a lot to be said for that recruiter you know to go out there and say i'm a recruiter with only one year's experience i'm trying i'm trying to help you know this industry uh you know i'm recruiting for always my go-to thing java developers but i don't know much about the industry at the moment it, uh, who's out there to help me that will go a lot further than pretending to know everything yeah. using that vulnerable uh, aspect i think people embrace that now even more so 
Yeah, yeah. I think most people in you, lots of humans want to help. It's just in, in the nature you want to help everybody. Everybody has had their first year of industry, whether you're mm. a Java developer or a recruiter or a bin man or everywhere in between. Everyone's had their first year where they've needed help, so yeah. it's, it's relatable. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. What are your um, obviously the landscape has changed over the past nine or ten months, but what what do you see for kind of I don't know twenty 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 one if you like with the inbound marketing and marketing in general working working with sales you got any kind of predictions of how things might shift is it a is this still a slow burner or is there going to be a mighty revolution of um you know of a new strategies and new ways of working what's your kind of sense um i think now that recruiters from a Maybe not from an inbound, but from an outbound point of view, they are cottoning on to there are tools that make your life a hell of a lot easier. So the long gone are the days of picking up the phone and calling 100 people and then manually following it up with an email. There's just that's just gone. And if you know, if you are doing that, then you're miles behind the times from an from an inbound point of view. I, I think it's it's cyclical, you know, this, I think what what certainly over the last couple of months, there's been more recruitment companies set up than ever before just because of what happened last year and so i think that people are going to have set up a new company and have been be really keen to to do marketing and understand the value that marketing brings um it's just it's like anything can you budget it can can you justify um marketing and can you get yeah because marketing can justify itself but can well, you should be able to yeah <laughs> yeah it's, you can most times you'd be able to point at a placement and say that happened because of where, where i suppose where's the sources of these candidates and clients mm. where did that originally come from um and so i think moving forward i i would suggest with, with it's maybe just not not just inbound but i do think that many recruitment businesses are probably going to become more switched on to what technology is available um i think that people are going to go down into the communities type routes i think um will be building up their own whether it's whatsapp channels teams channels whatever linkedin groups whatever it is they, they i think the more clubhouse rooms yeah oh, yeah sorry yeah absolutely <laughs> so uh, yeah um i do think that there's more and more um focus on building your own network but you know like you were saying before trying to sustain that network with useful information yeah no i i agree i think it's um a little bit kind of slowly slowly catchy monkey with stuff and being able to drip feed it you were talking about people lots of tools and technologies you know the the cynical side of of me is that you know as a as an industry we spend we spend a fortune on on tools and tech and new crms um but sometimes everything doesn't change behind it so i think it's also taking the time to you know tools are only as good as the as the person using them so you know i think as marketers we have um we have a duty to to educate people on how to use the tools most effectively as well say that that it's not a golden bullet you know you've still got you still got to put the effort in to use the use the tools um you know because ultimately if technology is a golden bullet and you don't need to use it then then your probably jobs yeah. not needed because it yeah, could yeah, do everything absolutely. for you. Um, it, it, life isn't life isn't that easy. So I, I, I think I'd like to think where in previous years we had lots of things in kind of different silos. You know whether it was content marketing, video, tech, 
uh, email automation, etc., where it was all kind of floated about. Hopefully, 2021 sees it all coming together in a little bit more of a strategic thought process to to meet um, to meet yeah. whatever the business is trying to do uh, goal wise. Yeah. Uh, like, uh, obviously, the the majority of people listening to this are are marketers working within within recruitment businesses more often than not, or or people who are running recruitment businesses. Um, if you had to give kind of one bit of advice who to people who want to make that switch from or or bring in, let's say, not a switch from outbound to inbound, because we've already established they have to work together. But if they want to increase the level of inbound marketing they're doing, or a marketing team yeah. who is quite a brand-led marketing department and they think, you know, I want to drive inbound in 2021, what would be kind of the you know, if you had to give one bit of advice to to start that process, other than obviously yeah. talk to yourself, what would it what would it be? <laughs> or you, obviously. Yeah, or me. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, I think is a recruit. I suppose I'm just talking about recruitment owners and recruitment consultants here. Yeah. Is um, uh, they're often the victims of this whole shiny ball or um, the magpieing. I think where yeah. you know they'll see ten companies and they'll see each company has got one company's got a podcast the other one's doing videos the other one is doing white papers um and so all of a sudden a recruiter and their marketer will look at every single possible tactic in order to try and generate um business my i would suggest is that in when you're coming up with your marketing game plan for the year and it's like how many placements can i get that is generated through marketing um Put a value on it or put a number on it however it is put a ask, target I'll on ask it. your finance team what your average fee is so you can work it out yeah yeah all that kind of good stuff um and pick one maybe tops two tactics to push up because love that if you are if if yeah because you get sidetracked you, it's the, the if you're placing java developers and then the next minute you're placing c sharp and the next minute you're placing it support engineers then the next minute you're placing something else in different countries then you're getting sidetracked and you're not building a proper network i i think i would become an expert at one thing of creating one piece of content and make it absolutely amazing yeah it's that it's that classic land and expand strategy that recruitment businesses actually use themselves, don't you? You don't you don't see a recruitment business start up as a recruitment business and say, you know, we're doing globally. We're gonna do America, we're gonna do Berlin, we're gonna do London, we're gonna do Singapore. It's like, right, let's absolutely nail it here first, get it to a hundred percent so it's scalable, so we can do what we do it with our eyes closed, then you move on to the next thing, and then you nail that. You're, yeah. you're getting the revenue in so you can justify it to whoever you need to justify it to. But, you know, I say it often, I've probably said it on this show, <laughs> I probably 80% of the episodes is like, you know, do fewer things at 80, 90% effectiveness rather than multiple things at 30, 40% effectiveness because 30, 40% effectiveness is not worth doing at all. Uh, you know, it's more no. ego driven that, oh yeah, we're doing this tick box, tick box, but you're not really adding any value. So yeah, yeah. I, I, you know, totally on board with that. Choose a couple of things, absolutely nail it. Um, cool. Uh, really good chat about inbound marketing. Now we go on to, you know, the, the light, the lighter side of the show when we wrap it up. Uh, what's your, what's your favorite brand? Um, uh, obviously you prompted me with this knowing yes. knowing that you're going to ask i was i knew that you're going to ask this question yeah um i'm my answer to this is greg's oh wow bakery nice um the reason being is because it's new year 
started doing Joe Wicks, me and, me and my wife are on, onto Joe Wicks, we're on these health kicks and, um, you know, I, each year I'll do something, like last year I did a marathon, the year before I did three peaks, you always do something healthy, but every year I just go back to Greg's and just love, it just, just absolutely love a sausage and bean pasty. So nice. uh, I, they're the, I think they're the only bakery product I, I would follow on um, Instagram uh, as well. So uh, yeah. their, mar- their marketing's pretty good as well. They've like they stepped yeah. up with their marketing, isn't it? I think they they probably they suffered a little bit in years gone by of a perception of being you know a chavy a chavy thing. You know this. It's, it's what it, it, it's worked for me i'm a big <laughs> fan big believer yeah. but i think i think they flipped it around and they embraced it i like that great yes. uh the bit of tech that you couldn't live without in your life um i, I use a microsoft surface so everything oh, okay. everything is um this is open for at least 12 hours a day um <laughs> it's the best thing i've ever bought without a shadow of a doubt um some people will go down like the iphone or you know maybe even a piece of software or something like that but I, I, I need to take like phones and that out of the the yeah. possible answers on, on this yeah i like that it, surface yeah surface is 100 the best thing i've ever bought and i'm one of those gimps that have got surface headphones surface pen surface mouse i'm just sponsored okay. by microsoft surface but yeah it, it's all it makes me feel like i'm doing some amazing work even though uh, I'm just yeah. using it sometimes for just looking at um, Cocomelon on YouTube. <laughs> Love that. <laughs> Love that. Uh, but obviously people won't be able to see this like, okay, is that, is that an Apple watch on your wrist though? Uh, yeah, I'm two-faced. So I've got an Apple <laughs> Apple um, iPhone and an Apple ah, watch. Okay. Yeah. yeah, so. Microsoft haven't got a watch though, have they? Have they got a, a watch, Microsoft? Have they lift, launched one of those? Um not, I'm not aware of. So, I, yeah, I think yeah. I'm going to do some incredible research into it afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, and obviously, you need the iPhone because you wouldn't be able to get on Clubhouse if if you didn't have one and stuff like that. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, life <laughs> exactly. wouldn't exist. Uh, the best thing. Uh, so, on a slightly separate note, the yeah. best thing I ever accidentally did was last week. I accidentally turned off my WhatsApp notifications, um, and and so I just go on once a day and just check the WhatsApp messages and. It's been the best. It's been a revelation. I've all yeah. of a sudden I've got like three or four hours a day to, to spend on my Microsoft Surface. So there you go, <laughs> yeah. Coco Melon. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, favorite sound? Um, well, when you think, are you thinking of music or just a noise that you hear around the house? It, it can it can be either or. The, the the probably the most common stuff that that we've had on the show is uh, it's usually. Uh, the opening of a gin bottle or uh, a right. popping of champagne corks. I'm not sure what that says about um, us marketers um, and, and, our, and our habits, but yes, some people have done sounds, some people have done, you know, some people have been soppy and said their their baby laughing and stuff like that. But yeah, yeah. Uh, whatever, soppy. That's the, <laughs> uh, I'm going to go down the gimp route. I'm going to go down absolute gimp route with this one. Um, over the Christmas, dishwasher broke. Absolute nightmare. Wrong wrong time of the year for a dishwasher to break. So we got a new dishwasher. Uh, and the noise that it makes when it's completed a cycle, it's yeah. just like, it, it It just makes you want to go and empty the dishwasher. So yeah. uh, I'm going a, cl- a nice, going. A nice cleansing sound. <laughs> yeah, you think, right, oh, there we go. Rather than this, I'm done, finished, it's, it's over, or oh, harsh. <laughs> yeah, like all done. And, um, you know, money, no object, and you could live the life you wanted doing any job, what would it be? Um, I would say a marketer for recruitment companies is probably the uh, <laughs> Uno. Um, 
you know, I, you got to, I've got to go with footballer, really. Um, yeah. yeah, it's got to be playing four. Um, so in my head, I've mapped out my career. So I'd have my first 10 years at Arsenal. Um, okay. And then I'd have five of the small clubs, yeah. Yes, yeah, naturally. <laughs> um, take them to Champions League winners where they should have been but aren't. Um, yeah. Then after, so then after ten years, obviously uh, you have to move to international. So I'd spend five years at Barcelona. Yeah. Um, work with Messi, improve him a little bit. Yeah, of course. He, yeah, and then I would go if if I've still got the legs in my fifteen in my fifteen to twenty years of playing, uh, I would go back to my hometown club of Leicester City and t- take them to Champions League winners. Really. Um, and yeah, that and then I, I obviously I'd have won Football Player of the Year, the Ballon d'Or, twenty times. The yeah. only person to have ever done it. Um, won won England's first World Cup in God knows how long and stuff well, in, like that. Yeah, yeah, in twenty years, probably win four or five of them as well. So yeah, yeah, yeah. why not? Why limit yourself exactly? Yeah. <laughs> Did you say it was a job or a fantasy? <laughs> yeah, a bit of both. <laughs> fantasy jobs, fine. Yeah, cool. uh, and obviously, my favourite question: uh, best swear word. Um, right, my name is Richard, and yep. God knows who invented this and why they shortened it to Dick. Um, I, I, whoever invented it and changed it to that, no thanks. But I think for now, I, I will skip the obvious ones of being yeah, fuck is obviously, I think, yep. the best because it's so versatile. But I'm just gonna go with Dick just because, um, it's again, your name. yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> four sevenths of my shortened name, so <laughs> yeah. So, and then you've got you've got related ones that you can do dick prick uh knobhead there's just it's just a yeah selection of beautiful swear, swear words, words that yeah that you can use at any any time you want brilliant thanks rich thanks for coming on the show i think you know inbound marketing i think it's actually been around for for a long time a bit like content it's just that the the lexicon has has come a lot more to the forefront over the past probably 18 months or so and i think a lot of people will be thinking about it so kind of your take on it your advice everything um you know i hope people are going to uh are going to get a lot of value of it where where can people find you usual places linkedin yeah always on linkedin um yeah so rich gibbard just um, I've got my picture on there where I'm um, probably the first and only time I've worn a shirt in the last five years. Uh, I don't know about <laughs> yeah. you, but I don't, I don't even wear jeans or bo- uh, or uh, trousers anymore. It's just, you know, it's, <laughs> we're in a Zoom culture or a Teams yeah. culture of you got you got to be relaxed for these environments. But yeah, yeah. Um, I'm always on uh, hanging around on LinkedIn. So um, yeah, just Fine drop me a message. Usual there. Uh, cool. Thank, thanks a lot for joining the show. As always, um, Thanks to uh, the guys at Pager for sponsoring the show. And if you can share it, uh, review it in all the usual places, it would be um, much appreciated. Uh, Don't forget to sign up for the Follow the Bear newsletter that you can find on the website, lonelymarketers.com. And I'll speak to you all very soon. Cheers, Rich. Cheers. 